we decided at the beginning of this year to look at a series entitled Do What Jesus Did. If we needed an example, who better to use as an example than Jesus? This is the fourth message in that series. Jesus made every day count, Sermon 1. Jesus embraced the process, sermon number two. Oh, last week, did not God meet us here? <laughs> Jesus survived the wilderness. This is the fourth message. Now, let me confess. I told Deacon Marlon Walters this morning, this is one of those speaking, not necessarily preaching message. God can have his way, but I, but I need you, as Bishop Jackson used to say, to have your listening ears on. Amen. You, you, I'm glad we've already shouted. Thank you, worship team, for allowing us. Made my job a lot easier. Amen. But I want to speak to you. May I speak to you? I want to share this very special message that God has given me. Sermon number four, Do What Jesus Did. The text is found in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through verse 22. The New Living Translation. Listen to the word of God. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew. He saw them throwing their net into the water, for they fished for a living Jesus called out to them and said come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people and they left their nets at once and followed him can I say that again and they left their nets at once in other words Lord we are available <laughs> And followed him. A little further up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, whose name was Zebedee, preparing or repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed Jesus, leaving the boat and their father behind and we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word for the next few moments in this fourth message of the series series is entitled do what Jesus did we want to speak to you from the subject choose wisely look at somebody around you beside you behind you in front of you and just wave at them and say choose wisely clap those hands as you take your seat it has been said that perhaps one of the common characteristics traits attributes of most successful people is their ability please listen to this to carefully and wisely choose the people they decide to associate themselves with. Who you hook up with matters. 
who you invite in your circle matters. Who invades your circle <laughs> matters. In life, we, we usually don't always get to choose the people we have to work around. We certainly don't always get to choose the people that are parts of our family. Oftentimes, we, we inherit family members, good, bad, or indifferent. And we always say, but they are family. <laughs> Amen. But listen, we can choose the people that become a part of our social, spiritual, and personal circles. We can choose who we associate with. Can choose who we hook up with, who we identify ourselves with spiritually, socially. And personally, our association with the right people, and when I say the right people, I mean godly people, not rich people or important people or influential people. But our association with godly people can help contribute to our success. Some of you are successful. Because you've been successful in identifying godly people who can help you be all that God has called you to be. And we ought to give God a praise for that. But here's what God dropped in my spirit, Deacon Lumpkin. God says, however, being associated with the wrong crowd, the wrong people, ungodly people, Evil people, immoral people can be very detrimental to your long-term success. If you're wondering why you can't move any further, examine your circle. <laughs> wondering why you're always stuck in a rut, examine your circle. Perhaps you've heard the expression that association brings on assimilation. That is so true, whether you believe it or not. Or you've heard this one, birds of a feather, that's right, flock together. Crows hang out with crows. Am I right about it? Eagles don't fly with buzzards. <laughs> Eagles fly with eagles. Vultures hang out with vultures. When you see vultures circling, it's with other vultures. So if you're in a pack of vultures, you ought to examine yourself. Because maybe you are a bird of that feather. That's why you hang together. <laughs> so don't give me that story. I hang with them, but I'm not like that. Don't, don't even try that with me. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, don't even try it. 
Next time somebody bring you that excuse, mama, yeah, I hang with them, but, I, but I'm, no, no, don't even try that. Crows hang with crows. Vultures hang with vultures. Eagles fly with eagles. May I teach this? It is important, particularly young people in this current day, that we carefully and wisely choose those we decide to associate ourselves with. I tell people all the time, you ought to speak to everybody, but you don't have to hang with everybody. Amen. You really should be nice to everybody, uh, but you don't have to hang out with everybody. Some folk you speak and keep going. Some folk you're nice to, but keep going. Because life is too short for anybody to steal your joy and threaten your anointing. Can I preach? Uh, because the anointing of God does not dwell and operate in any kind of environment. You've got an environment that's not conducive to the anointing of God. That's why the oil doesn't flow. Uh, I wish I could preach this. Yeah. Listen, when, when, when Samuel the prophet went to the house of Jesse, God said, in the house of Jesse will be the next king of Israel. I've given them the right for them to choose. They chose Saul. I am going to choose the next one. God in his infinite wisdom did not tell Samuel Matt which son it would be. But God said, you'll know it because the oil will flow. <laughs> Can I preach? Samuel went to the house. Samuel saw the oldest son of Jesse. Samuel looked at him and he was tall, dark, and handsome. Samuel said, surely this is God's anointing. God didn't say anything right away. God just told him, open the oil. Pour the oil. And the oil wouldn't flow. God said to Samuel, now I don't see like you see. You look on the appearances of people, but I judge the heart. Look at somebody and say, will the oil flow? Will the oil flow on the people who hang with you? Will the oil flow on the people who you've invited in your circle? Listen, I tell people I love you, but I don't know when the rapture will come. I don't know when God will take me back home. And I don't want to waste any more of my time around people that will not help my anointing. That will not help me be all that God has called me to be. Is there anybody know that God will put the right people at the right time in in your life to take you to the right places somebody throw your Holy Ghost hands up and say let it flow listen you want to know if they should be in your circle if the oil isn't flowing 
uh, Elder Jennifer, they ought not be around you. Pastor Jackson, what does that mean? Well, let me put it in a simplified way. Perhaps you can understand. Well, the oil, the anointing, it represented the spirit of God. If they don't have the spirit of God in there, how do you know, Pastor Jackson, if they have the spirit of God, they don't cuss like they cuss. He's a good person. I like him. He loved the Lord and he got the Holy Ghost, but he just cuss all the time and lie all the time and do all and get drunk all the time and get high. The oil is not flowing. It may flow eventually, but it ain't flowing now. Somebody ought to know that the oil's got to flow. Tell your neighbor the oil. Next time you get a boyfriend or a girlfriend, make sure the oil flows. He may be handsome, she may be fine, but I'm here to tell you, handsome runs out, fine gets old, and wrinkled, and flabby. I better look at this side of the church, because my mama's going to say, did you say flabby? Yes! <laughs> fine doesn't always stay fine but the anointing will always destroy the yoke tell somebody the anointing flow if you're 24 or 84 the anointing flow if you're 35 or 75 I don't care who you are but where there is the anointing is the presence of God Ooh, the wrong choices I want to teach this preach this the wrong choices can lead to devastating consequences in your life there are people who are in prison today simply because they chose the wrong people to invite in their circle. Whew. Listen to what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. The NIV translation, Paul writes this. He says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. But, but, but daddy, I can, I can hang around them, mama. I can hang around them. And I know who I am. I don't have to be like them. Sooner or later, either you will convert them or they will convert you. Can I preach? Because birds of a feather. Somebody just got it. Always flock together. Paul says, bad company corrupts good manner look at somebody say you can do bad all by yourself <laughs> you don't have to invite somebody in your life to make your life worse it is bad enough you battling the devil by yourself and you invite the devil's chief disciples you invite the devil's wingman <laughs> you invite the main player on the devil's team to come in your circle you invite the enemy in your house who sit on your couch eat up your food 
wondering why there's no anointing in your house. Bad company corrupts good character. Let me get on with this message in our text. Let us turn to the text and examine how Jesus chose those to be a part of his inner circle. As seen in this text, this is an incredible text because it, it follows the natural, uh, the, the natural pathway of Jesus. We saw where he was baptized by John and he embraced the process. Saw where he then was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And now we find after he has taught in chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus then goes and he begins to choose his disciples. He began uh, to choose carefully his disciples. Listen to what Jesus did. As seen in the text, Jesus purposely chose ordinary people. Look at somebody and say ordinary people. In this social media age, in this age of, 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 of real live TV and housewives from every city and every corner of life, we got too many of y'all wannabes. Man, we got, you got too many people want to be a housewife from Atlanta, want to be a housewife from Detroit, want to be, the, just be who God called you to be. Go get a real job and just raise your family and just do what God has called you to be. Ordinary people. You focus too much on fake people. People who are not real. Jesus purposely chose ordinary people who were willing to make themselves available to whatever Jesus needed them to do, wherever he needed them to go. He wanted people that were willing, people who had a mind to work. First two disciples chosen by Jesus in our text were Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. The next two were James and his brother John. They were all fishermen. They were not religious leaders. They were not biblical scholars. They were not theologians dressed up in purple attire. They, they didn't have all the garb and all of the things that preachers today and everybody had to make themselves look important. They were fishermen. You know how fishermen smell? They smell like... They smell like fish. That's, that, that's who Jesus chose. He could have gone in the synagogue. He could have started out with Nicodemus. He could have gone in the temple. But he needed some people to be a part of his inner circle. They were not people in a position of authority. They did not have wealth or influence. They were just regular, hard-working 
ordinary people with a passion to serve. We're told in verse 20 that Peter and Andrew, when they received the call from Jesus, left their nets at once and followed Jesus. Verse 22 says, when James and John heard the call from Jesus, they left their boat and their father behind to follow Jesus. Now listen to this. I, I don't want you to miss this part. To Jesus, their availability was more important than their ability. I want, you, I want you to see this. I put it on the board. Take a picture of it. Because a whole lot of you got abilities. But you do not ever seem to be available. I, I, I know y'all can sing because when the audience sing, I hear all of these great voices all behind me. Y'all breaking out all kind of too. I say, get on the choir. They have abilities. But they are not available. See, it takes no effort to have ability. It takes whew, sacrifices to have availability. To say, Lord, I'll show up to prayer. I'll show up on Tuesday night. I'll show up to Sunday school. I'll show up to the deacon's class. I'll show up to feed the homeless. See, that's availability. To Jesus, Jesus said, look, I'm not even talking about your ability. Because how many of you know Jesus can take someone with less ability and more availability and allow them to be greater than anything the world has ever seen. May I ask you a question? Are you available? That's all I need to know in the 60 days of consecration is that are you available? To Jesus, their passion was more important than their pedigree. Jesus could care less that uh, James and John's father was Zebedee. He cared about their passion. Too many of us are so consumed about who folk are and who their people are and all of that. That did not matter to Jesus. Jesus said, I use you because I want to use you. Listen, I told the church this morning, Deacon Lumpkin, and you can appreciate this. If it's one thing that Bishop Jackson told me, he said, listen, son, I just want to make it clear. You are my son and I'm proud of you. And God has given you the privilege to pastor this church. But don't you think God can't do it without you? You remember that, don't you, Lump? He says, don't you think? And he made me go get a bucket of water. And he said, huh, put some water in this bucket. Put your hand in the bucket. Take your hand out. Examine the hole that it leaves behind. He said, as quick as God can fill that hole, God can find somebody to take your place. So I am not where I am because I'm Bishop Jackson's son. I am where I am because I'm the son of God, child of the king. And all of you are child of the king. How many of you know that God can use you? Anybody know that God can bless you? Let me change. Is there anybody that wants God to use you? Anybody say, Lord, I'm available. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. To Jesus, their faith was more important than their financial 
situation. He didn't have to check their bank account because Jesus knows that money doesn't move mountains. Faith does. If money moves mountain, rich people would always get delivered from cancer. But some of you have been healed and delivered from cancer. You are broke as you can be, but you're cancer free <laughs> because God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And so Jesus knew that he was choosing people that would go on to change the world despite their issues and their limitations. Jesus knew. Listen how they were described in Acts chapter 17, verse 6, New King James Version. Say, these who have turned the world upside down. Jesus was choosing people that would confront the status quo. Some of you can't confront what you want to be a part of. Some of you cannot confront something you are striving to be one of. <laughs> but Jesus needed somebody that would tell the world you've got to do right and turn the world upside down. These that Jesus chose were certainly not without their issues. Peter was a liar when Jesus chose him. James and John were overly ambitious when Jesus chose them. Thomas was a doubter when Jesus chose him. Matthew was a tax collector. Judas was a betrayer. Jesus said, I know they all have issues, but I love using people with issues because when God used you, you know it had to have been God. Anybody know that God can use you despite all your limitations and your issues? Jesus saw their potential. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody. Don't you know when you were upside down, he saw your upside down? Jesus saw what they could be. When he looked at Peter, he didn't see Peter the liar. He saw Peter the preacher on the day of Pentecost that says, the same Jesus whom you crucified. Jesus looked into the future. And he saw their hearts. Jesus knew that they had to have, in order to be one of his followers, a strong internal fortitude. Do you have that? Do you have something in the inside of you that oppress on even when the enemy comes like a flood? When it gets tough, when people try to convince you to turn around, do you have what it takes? You have... What, what, what I love about Peter, yes, he, he doubted Jesus. Yes, he cut the soldier's ear off. But when it counted the most, and they were getting ready uh, to martyr Peter, and they said to Peter, how do you want to die? We want to crucify you. History says that Peter said, crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy to die like Jesus. Jesus needed somebody with internal fortitude that'll take a licking and keep on kicking. How many of you know that God is still, anybody been through something but you're still here? Anybody can still have a prayer 
face in the midst of everything you are going through. How many of you on your worst day has learned how to give God your best praise? Is there anybody know that God, I serve you whether I'm broke, busted, or disgusted. I don't care what goes on in my life. For God, I live. For God, I die. Internal fortitude means that, Lord, I press my way. But they would have to go through something. May I teach this? Jesus chose people that would be there when they went through something. Let me tell you something. As you begin to choose those in your circle, I need you to come back on Tuesday night because we're going to finish this on Tuesday night with five things you need to consider before you invite someone in your circle. One of the first things that we will tell you on Tuesday night, do they fit God's purpose for your life? (laughs) Will they elevate you or bring you down? Can I preach to somebody? Will, will, will they bless you or will they cause your life to be a curse? Will, 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 will they help you glorify God or will you get missing in action when they become in your life? Some of you were great worshipers until you invited the wrong people in your circle speaking the wrong things in your spirit. Can I preach to you? Thank God for Mother Josephine Anderson, the late Mother Josephine Anderson. Uh, Pastor Max Sal used to sing this song and I used to laugh at her until I got old and then I understood exactly what she meant, Cheryl. She would say, don't let the devil ride. Y'all don't know anything about that, do you? Mother Joe would get up all the way from Calhoun County and say, don't let the devil ride. Because if you let him ride, some of you country folk know that song, don't you? If you let him ride, Elder Robert Wilson, he'll surely want to drive. Look at somebody say, don't let him ride. Don't invite him in your car. Don't invite him in your house. Don't let him come nowhere near you. Jesus knew that they had to be passionate about their mission. And so Jesus says, I need to choose folk. that are passionate about this. I need to choose folk that when I'm gone will still carry on the mission. Choose wisely. Can I say something to you? Your life is on the line. Choose wisely. Your joy is on the line. Choose wisely wisely your peace is on the line some of you will never have perfect peace because you've invited the wrong people to be a part of your circle choose wisely because when you do (laughs) knowing that they will help you be all that God has called you to be three key insights and we're done. I told you I didn't want you to shout. I want you to hear this message. Three key important insights. Number one is this. We should carefully and wisely. We've spoken this throughout this message. Choose those who would be become a part of our lives. And here's the part that I want to highlight in any capacity. Can I say this again? 
There is no capacity, there is no element of your life so minute, so minimal that wrong people can be a part of it. I've just learned that life is too short. I don't even want people cutting my hair with the wrong spirit. If you got to cuss every 10 seconds, I'll find me another barber. Can I speak to you? I, I don't want people in my circle that I invite in. I can't help when they have to be there. You have to work with them and other stuff. Choose wisely those that are a part of your life and circle in any, somebody say in any, any capacity. Here's the second key insight. Who we choose to associate ourselves with, this is the one that really blessed me perhaps says more about who we are than who they are and what we think of God's purpose for our lives. If you know that the anointing is on your life, if you know that God, you, you, you may not even be obeying it now, but you know that it's something whew, God is drawing you to who you choose to associate yourself with says a lot about you. But Pastor Dara, I grew up with that boy. That's my dog. That's my man. But if he's selling drugs, he ought not be in your circle. Amen. Every dog has his day. Your dog had his day, okay? God's doing something different in your life. It says a lot about you. Ooh, look at somebody and say, protect your anointing. Young people, y'all are so anointed. I'm so proud of you all. Look at somebody sitting next to you on that choir and say, protect your anointing. Protect the gifts that God has given you. Protect that, okay? Don't let anybody come in and steal that away. Ooh, because misery loves company. There's some people who ain't got no anointing. Excuse the grammar. There's some people who have no spiritual life. They have no life and they want to drag you down with them. Protect it. Tell somebody, protect your anointing. And here's the third and the final one. Stand to your feet all over this place. Here's the third and the final one. Ah, ah, I'm still on number two for a while. Look at somebody say, protect the gifts that God has given you. Protect the blessings that God has put over your life. Protect the atmosphere in your house. Uh, don't, don't allow anybody even to come in and sleepovers in your house. It's a, protect that. Who, who am I preaching to? Protect that. Some of us made mistakes raising our families. And sometimes, and, and, and I would tell you, sometimes we weren't hard enough 
oftentimes we should have stood up and been the bad parent and said no they ain't coming over here you're not sleeping over at their house as long as they got this going on you will not be a part of that I don't care if you like it or not elder Fred we've got to protect it protect that protect the gifts some of you got young kids protect it Antoine Fred all of y'all protect that because the enemy wants to destroy your family the enemy wants your children the enemy wants the anointing over your life but tell the enemy you can't have this you can you can Glover, we got to protect the anointing over our grandkids. We've got to protect the gifts that are in them. Woo. Protect it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Ah. Somebody lift those hands. The blood still works. The blood still works. <laughs> Mother, the blood still works. <laughs> Plead the blood over your family. Plead the blood over your house. Plead the blood over their book sacks. Plead the blood over the bus that they get on. Plead the blood over the classrooms that they step in. And here's the third and the final one. As we choose those who would become a part of our lives we should not just focus on who they currently are I know you heard me earlier talk about people who are doing certain things but if you know that there's a redeeming factor in their life I need you to consider what God has done for you amen and what 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 got not you see here's the problem here's the problem we go into relationships saying we can change them and God says that never works you need to go in a relationship and say God can change them and I'm not giving up on you but God can change you I'm not throwing the towel in on you but God can change you but until you change your life don't bring that mess to my house don't, don't don't bring that in my atmosphere I know God can change you but when God changes you we will celebrate it together get ready for transformation get ready get ready Get ready. The altar is now open. Is there anybody who said, Lord, I'm available? Anybody in here want to be used by God? God can use you to change them. God can use you to change your family. God can use you to change your co-workers. God can use you to bless the anointing over Use me, Lord. Use me. Use me. Use me. Use me. I did not choose you. You chose me. God chose you. God is choosing you. God is choosing you. Anybody know God is choosing you? 
So here's the question. John chapter 15, verse 16, the New Living Translation. You didn't choose me. <laughs> Look what Jesus said. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. The question is, after God has chosen you, will you say to God, I'm available? Some of you, God has been knocking on your door for a long time. Ooh, God has been asking you to make that next step for a long time. Listen to the words of song written by the Reverend Milton Brunson. You gave me my hands to reach out to man, to show him your love and your perfect plan. Ooh. You gave me my ears. I can hear your voice so clear. I can hear the cries of sinners but can I wipe away their tears? You gave me my voice to speak your word, to sing your praises, chosen generation, to those who never heard. But with my eyes, I see a need for more availability. <laughs> the question is, will you say, Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you, I'll do what you say do. Use me, Lord. Show someone the way and enable me to say. I love this last part. My storage is empty. Look at somebody and say, you need to empty some stuff. <laughs> you need to get rid of some stuff. My storage is empty. <laughs> I'm making room for God. <laughs> My storage is empty. Go home and defriend some people. Take them off your list. Whatever you got to do. My storage is empty. And I am available to you. Come on. Give me my hand uh, to reach out to men. Lift those hands all over this place. Show uh, him your love. Uh, and your perfect plan. Choose wisely. Hearts that have been broken 
to someone now and God says there could be such a great anointing in your life the best witnesses are those who had issues <laughs> I am convinced the best testimonies are those that God brought from a mighty long ways <laughs> and God says I need you to empty out some things in your storage and make room for me because I want to use you this next season in your life God says I'm gonna you may not ever get behind this pulpit you may not ever be called a minister or a preacher God said but I'll just use you to bless somebody else's life I just use you to be a kind soul to speak a kind word to someone else. Come on, tell them again. My story, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My story. And I am available. Make it personal. Make it personal. My story is empty. And I am available. And One more time. Yeah. And we are available. 
Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this word. God, I've done what you asked me to do. You told me to preach this. You instructed me how you wanted it to be preached. God, my prayer is that someone will hear this word and they will re-examine how and who they choose to be in their lives. <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> it's never too late, Lord. <laughs> there are some Peters, James, and Johns. There are some folk who used to be a doubting Thomas but go on to establish a New Testament church in India. <laughs> there are people who used to be a Paul or a Saul and went on to become Paul to write more New Testament books than anybody. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Use those that are available turn their availability into incredible abilities and anointings that will bless so many people for so many years to come and we say thank you this is our prayer in Jesus name we pray and the church said amen listen if you want to make that commitment right now I'll come down to this altar and you want to just say, Pastor Jackson, I just, I need to recommit my life to the Lord. <laughs> my storage is empty. I, I am. Ooh, come on, somebody, you want to make that decision right now. Thank you, young lady. Somebody else is coming. My storage. Come on, where are my auto workers? Come on, somebody. Come on, my storage. Somebody else. Wherever you are right now, God is calling you. It's never too late. Someone right now, wherever you are, it hasn't been easy in your life. But God says it's not too late right now. Come on. Somebody, God says, I'll transform your life right now. Anyone else with Anyone else? Clap your hands for these. Give God our hand. And come on and tell him I am. And I am give God a hand for those souls they decide to choose wisely I don't know another uh, better choice but to choose Jesus amen amen and and as pastor is saying if Jesus can choose wisely amen Jesus was a hundred percent
divine, but he was also 100% human. If Jesus is Alpha and Omega, and he even knew the importance of surrounding yourself around good people, holy people, amen, godly people, we too must follow the example of our Savior, amen, and choose wisely. Come on, let's give God a praise for that word from my senior pastor. Choose wisely. Uh, we would like to remind everybody to come out this Tuesday. This Tuesday, Pastor is going to have a follow-up on five different things that's coming from this text. Tuesday nights, I don't know about you, I'm so glad to be back in person on Tuesday nights, amen. If you haven't been back, it's only for one hour. You know our pastor, we from, from 7 to 8, but make sure you go to prayer if you would like from that 6 to 7. You can, you can pray, consecrate yourself, and then get fed and recharge over again, amen. Amen. And also this Wednesday, this Wednesday, we asking all um, clergy and deacons and all of you, but we really want our clergy and our deacons to be uh, available this Wednesday. Pastor is speaking at First Nazareth. We know that Blakely Scott, Pastor Blakely Scott, excuse me, is a dear friend, and First Nazareth, is, that's family. So we would like to show up and show out and just show them how much we support them. Amen. Amen. And also, just a uh, last reminder about our vision offering. Our vision offering, God has given our pastor the vision to give $7 a week, $7 a week. And as we said earlier in the service, on next week, by the way, on next week, we're going to be breaking ground on our new children and youth center. Amen. A million, millions of dollars a project. And if it wasn't for your faithfulness in the vision offering, you still have time to sow. If you haven't sold in the vision offering, I promise you this is the time now to sow. Because I don't know about you, but God will reward you for your faithfulness. Amen. How many people believe that? Amen. So the, the deacons are coming down the aisles. If you need an envelope, several different ways you can you can give. You can text to give. You can um, go on online. But I don't know about you, but we are excited. On next week, following our 11 o'clock service, we're going to be breaking ground on our children and youth zone. It's because of the vision the Lord has placed upon our pastor and I don't know and this is this is not the end look at your neighbor and say this is only beginning this is only beginning we're going to make sure the next generation is better off than we are amen amen we got to make sure that they are better off and going to do greater and bigger things than what we're doing right now let us go before the throne of grace again remember Tuesday night service start at 7 pastor is going to um, finish up this text and, and add more to it dear heavenly father we just want to say thank you Thank you for the word that you brought forth. Thank you for your example of Jesus choosing those individuals that he knew that was good people that was going to surround him. And thank you, Jesus, for choosing us. Dear God, we thank you for choosing us when we didn't even know how to choose ourselves. Dear God, you chose us, and we thank God for that. Thanks for those souls that decided to give their life to Christ. No better day right now to give your life to Christ than today, dear God. So we ask that you keep your people in, in safe and keep angels charged over their life, dear God. Allow them return to their destinations safely, dear God, and return to their homes intact, dear God, and have a blessed week. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. All God, people say amen, amen, amen. Clap your hands as you prepare to
We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.